Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, and other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We are here on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast at thewordfm1007.com. On today's program, and we're so excited to have you joining us today, we have Emmanuel Mutui, who is a young adult director at The Road at Chapel Hills. And in our second segment, we have the founder of FEC United and co-owner of DCF Guns, Joe Oltman, and we'll be talking about Christian patriotism and standing in the gap. That's in the second segment, so stick around for that. Emmanuel. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you have me on your show. This uh, is, uh, ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you here. Yeah. Emmanuel Mutui is an immigrant from Kenya. He's been in the U.S. since 2009, graduate of Karis Bible College, and now, as I said, the young adult director, and he wears a lot of other hats at the road at Chapel Hills. And we're going to talk today about a subject that that really should be on the hearts and minds mm-hmm. of, of everyone, but especially parents and grandparents out there about reviving our young adults, because yes. we, we cannot afford another lost generation. In fact, we need an on-fire generation. And Emmanuel is here mm-hmm. in the Pikes Peak area to make sure that happens. But first, Let's find out some about Emmanuel. Yes, yes. Uh, a lot of immigrants here in the Springs. I'm <laughs> right. one of them. Uh, but very few have come as far as you have all I the know. way from Kenya. So what's mm-hmm. your backstory? How, how'd you end up here, Emmanuel? So born and raised in Kenya, like you've referred to a couple of times. And I came to the U.S. in 2009. And the crazy thing about that is just... Coming from Kenya to the U.S., first of all, talk about the mind shift and the culture culture shock. shock. (laughs) Yes. And then you have to lead young adults. It's so crazy, but it's an honor to be here because in Kenya, man, we we don't have this kind of opportunity. So for me, this is just like, oh, man, (laughs) ah, you know, but uh, yeah. Coming, We're we're entrepreneurs, even in ministry here. Exactly. That is so true. So with that, though, being in, coming from Kenya kind of gives me a perspective of how to do young adults and how to lead young adults. Because being in, raised in Kenya, because I grew up in the city specifically. And, and a lot did, of people know you just turned 30 oh, recently. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm getting up there in age. My back don't feel the same <laughs> oh, like it please. used to. Yeah, I got to track it, it a couple okay, times. Keep going. Come on. <laughs> Not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like well, as I was saying, though, Turning 30 and coming here from Kenya, the craziest thing about it is that how we think, how we see things, how we, pro- how we grow up in Kenya versus how we grow up here, it's so different to the point where you kind of have to sometimes take a step back. And that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen in my little life coming from Kenya to here, mm-hmm. just to having to readjust how you see things and learning, relearning, I should say, how to do life. Okay. Yeah. So you started a youth ministry mm-hmm. at the road, yes. um, you know, but it didn't, it didn't, wasn't a really a straight path. Dan, 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 <laughs> right? So give us a little background <laughs> on, on how you ended up, you yeah. know, a, even in this, in, you know, the learning process right. of what it's like to, to mm-hmm. have a ministry at a sizable congregation. So check this out. You <laughs> graduate Bible school. You have all these dreams in your heart. I'm about to go do something crazy for the Lord. And then you start serving and you get an opportunity, which is like, man, that's amazing. You got opportunity to do something for the kingdom. 
and then you run as hard as you can and it's always maybe a couple months into you realize maybe i was not ready as i thought i was because <laughs> everybody's always says i'm ready I'm, i can do this i right. got this right but then and this is god and that's why we love god so much because he knows where we at and he knows how to bring up situations where you something happens and it exposes what you think mm-hmm. you had so that's what it was i got exposed and i was like oh man i don't know if i could do this and just like god he brought in the right person at the right time who at the time was so this is leadership at the road so this yes. is the importance of spirit led leadership also 100%, to make tough decisions 100% yeah. like Brian Ming, who was just my boss and now is going to be my future father-in-law, <laughs> kind of stepped in and took over for two years. And in that time... He took over. So you lost the ministry got taken yeah. from you, the, mm-hmm. the youth ministry. Okay. And all the young adults ministry. Young adults, yeah. And through that time, the Lord just worked on you, just on me personally. And it's like, wow, okay, I, I'm seeing all these things pop up that I didn't know were there. And just like God, when you're ready... He gives you back to you because he, do, he doesn't take things for no reason. He takes it away for a season so you can grow. And then the beginning of this year, Brian, through the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, gave the group back to me and my fiance right now. And now we just brimming with, oh, my goodness, you have so much things you want to do for the kingdom in this city of ours. So you got it back with a bride yeah. uh, from the same thing. <laughs> so what? So real, bonus. real quick, because we got a lot of other things to cover, but like, what's one of the major lessons that you learn from from that experience which isn't easy yeah i would easy. say and this is actually a book is coming out of this oh, i'm right, writing a cool. book right now uh, heart wounds and the importance of healing your heart wounds and the tagline for this book is you can only go find life as your wounds will let you mm. yeah wow I can so, expound on that if you want yeah, to, though. Well, well, may have to be another segment. So <laughs> what, what we want to get into this segment is about, you know, reviving and, mm-hmm. and really finding a place mm-hmm. for within the church. And it's so important for this next generation. And yes. when you say young adults, your group is in that 18 to 30 range, uh-huh. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the challenges you know, because because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I I have a couple children that are in the beginning of that group. <laughs> right, right. You know, how are we not get understanding this generation? Right, they're not mm-hmm. going to generally at the church so much, although yeah. a lot of them at the road. But, but, but they're not going to church. They're mm-hmm. they're seeing their their Christianity, their faith differently. Mm-hmm. What are some of the key challenges that you're finding finding in discipling this age group and mm-hmm. this culture, and how are you effectively ministering to it? I would say one word: options. We have way too many options in our world today through social media and technology, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. And so as a leader, what you have to do, you have to, because I think the attention span has come out to be about like 10 seconds or something, <laughs> something crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, so that even less. Yeah. So as, a, as you're teaching, you have to understand everything you do has to be with the purpose. Nothing can be, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wing tonight because I have, because I can everything for me. And I was, so every Tuesday night when we meet, I'm like, all right, this is what we have to do. And I pray beforehand and I'm me and my team pray together as well, just so we are ready for tonight. Because when they come in there, we expect them to come in and, and meet Christ. Because when you meet him, your options limit to just <laughs> one. And so, because it's not, you can't do it through teaching you can't through do it you can't do it through all your great philosophical ideas and books and games even though those are good and those are the proper foundation or the skeleton 
to the structure, but to, to have the blood and the flesh, you need an encounter with Holy Spirit because then you become alive and then you become revived. And that's how our group, I believe, has impact and will have bigger impact in our region. So, so do you think that, you know, as parents and grandparents, like that we've given our children too many options, too much freedom? Sometimes. You know, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's hurt, actually hurting them. I would say if, if it's freedom without knowledge, freedom without teaching, freedom without explaining what this is. Okay. It's like when slavery happened, I mean, ended, right. all these slaves were free. But they didn't know. Yeah, or when people get out of prison, right? Yeah. They have, they don't, okay. I'm free, but I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go back to what I know. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. If we could give them freedom, but with knowledge and leadership and education, then the decision making will be much, much better and more poignant, if that's the yeah, way so, to say it. So, yeah, so that's really the heart of discipleship. So, yes. so parents, grandparents, mm-hmm. as much as your children are saying they want, you know, complete freedom and unlimited options, mm-hmm. that we we know that that's not right for them. And so, you know, at home and other places, yeah, you know, give them give them freedom within structure, right? And then, exactly, and that that's where you're finding success. So, we'd mm-hmm. like to get into more specifics, but I like mm-hmm. general principles that yeah. we can do. So, so in our in our, our final question that we mm-hmm. we have time for today, yeah. Um, Tell us about the the vision as now you you have uh, mm-hmm. you have revive young adults, which is its name back. Yeah. Uh, what is the vision that you have for it, and how can those in this age group get involved? And mm-hmm. and you know, and how can yeah. uh, older people like like me come alongside <laughs> come alongside you and and help you out right. in, the, in this great ministry that you have? Right, I would say because this is something that has been refined and defined by the Lord for the past two years, ever since. Brian took over ownership and I just, from my time with the Lord, it became very specific. And my goal for is this, and it's very, very simple, honestly, revive young adults. It's more, and that's how the name started. It was more like a statement. Let's, let's wake up. Let's be active. Let's go out for the kingdom and pursue God with everything that we got, but also do the, like the basics, study the word, read, wake up in the morning. Just like the discipline stuff that will help mm-hmm. carry that revival into just more than our church hub, but to the rest of the city. And and when young adults come on its Tuesday evenings yes, at the road? Tu- yeah, we meet every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. at the road. Road at Chapel Hill mm-hmm. yeah, in, uh, off North Academy. Yep. And, and, you know, it's different. Different mm-hmm. weeks you do different things. What yeah. are some of the things you do? We have like community night, so we sit down around a table and you have the same table People, same table groups every time we do it, so you can develop community and get to know them better. And so, and then we also have worship nights because obviously we believe in worship and prayer. So those are like the two, the three big things. Obviously, you have the word, worship, and communities. Those are like the strong pillars that we have. But spirit led. So mm-hmm. on any given week, you're letting yeah. the spirit lead, right? I mean, he's in charge. We just <laughs> have to participate as much as we can. Excellent. So mm-hmm. uh, if if you're interested, if you're in that age group, uh, mm-hmm. 18 to 30, you can join them at 630 on Tuesdays at the road. If you're a parent or a grandparent, yep. you know, get involved, mm-hmm. you know, still parent your children, even though yeah. they, they look like adults, right? <laughs> they still need parenting and, right, and right. encourage them if, if you think it's a good fit for them to come check out the mm-hmm. young adults at the road. Uh, the website for that is theroad.org, theroad.org 
forward slash young hyphen adults, or just go on the Rhodes website mm-hmm. and also the Rhodes app. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel, thank you so much for thank being for on Partners me, in the Gospel. It's this is great. awesome. It's great to have you here. Emmanuel's mm-hmm. become a good friend over the past couple of years. Yes. So thank you. Um, mm-hmm. A quick reminder before we go to break, and then and then we're uh, please stick around. But a quick reminder: we have the Colorado Springs elections going on right now for mayor and city council now through April fourth. Make sure that you vote, and make sure that you vote your Christian values. And in order to do so, you can get informed before you vote. Go to Church Voter Guides, Church Voter Guides, plural dot org, uh, and check out all the candidates there before you vote. Well, thank you for joining me on Partners in the Gospel. After the break, we are talking about standing in the gap as a Christian patriot with FEC United founder Joe Oltman. I'm Chaim Goldman, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact? To be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program. Maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, Hi, I'm Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Hi, I'm Goldman, the Watchman. And joining us now in part two of our program is the founder of FEC United and co-owner of DCF Guns, Joe Oltman. And we're going to be talking about Christian patriotism and standing in the gap. Joe, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. Joe, Joe's an old friend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's great to have him here today. Joe Oltman is a tech CEO, founder of FEC United, and I say co-owner of DCF Guns, a husband of 21 years and a father of two grown children. And he has rightfully, he says, guilty as charged, been accused <laughs> of being a patriot and warrior for truth and for the truth, absolutely. Jesus Christ. So we're talking about standing in the gap because, folks, we know what's going on in this country, but we need more people to stand in the gap. If Esther could do it for such a time as this, grown men like us certainly can. So, Joe, please tell us, you know, what's your journey? How did you become a patriot and specifically a patriotic Christian? You know, I've, I've done a lot of things over the last uh, of 20 years. I've been in business uh, for myself for probably the last 30 years. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I really wasn't awake to, I guess, the patriot part of it. I was definitely deeply involved in the Christian part of it and working on interfaith dialogue. I was a negotiator in the Middle East and Africa for many years. Um, and I really just found myself, uh, when, when the pandemic happened, having the veil lifted. And I think God showed us a lot of different things. Yeah. And then he put me on a path that I probably wouldn't have chosen for myself. But we started looking at the fact that we have not plowed our fields. We haven't taken out the weeds. And therefore, this evil that has permeated our society, uh, I think we all opened our eyes and figured out that it's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. So that put me in the middle of the fight. And then obviously we had the election that happened in 2020 as well. I found myself deeply involved in that, spent the last two years getting a PhD in politics and uh, finally re-entered the tech space world uh, this year, as well as, you know, just other ventures that God has blessed me with. And I've been out there speaking about how do we retake our society? How do we, how do we stop this, this madness that is not just taking over the United States, but all over the world? Well, I think we have to tend to our own flocks here in the in the U.S. Yeah, well, you know, Joe is local. 
Uh, yeah, he's a little bit not quite Colorado Springs. Maybe we can find out, get you to move down here, but uh, he's between here and Denver. But but you're going around nationally, going around the country with FEC United and, and fighting this fight. What, what's that been like over the past couple of years? I know whenever I reach out to you, you're somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's, um, it's a little bit of encouragement. Obviously, I've, I've, I've turned myself or relegated myself partially to a podcast host, so I have Conservative Daily Podcast. Uh, we reach about 8 million people a month, but... Um, we, you, I just give people a story and a, and a message of hope and talk to them about what they can do to work the problem. We have to start working the problem. And the problem is not going to work itself. God did not say just sit on the sidelines and, and let me handle it. He, he put us in this place for a time such as this so that we could be the apparatus of truth. We could be the, the tools that are used mm-hmm. to get us back on that path of restoration, restoring God to our community and, and frankly, protecting our children and future generations. Absolutely. And, and we're going to be talking about toward the end of the segment about a couple events that you have going on within the week here yeah. in Colorado Springs to address just that. You know, I, when we were talking before the program, I said, Joe, you know, what, what are the big problems? You know, I mean, there's a lot of issues that are manifesting, but those are more symptoms, not underlying problems. And what you said to me is we have a courage problem and a commitment problem or yeah. an issue. So, so talk about that. Well, courage is, is not, you know, people like to talk about courage in this finite, you know, I'm not, I have fear. Well, everyone has a certain degree of fear. But courage is acting despite that fear. Right. And we recognize that in order to exert force on evil, evil is not just going to wake up one day and go, you know what? You're right. I'm, I'm going evil. home. Right? I need to go back home <laughs> and, and, and hang out in the basement a right. little longer, maybe get back into the devil's playground. It's going to take force. And so courage is having the ability. So we have four steps that we take in order to push people to get to a place where they have courage and then be able to act upon that courage. And, and you've systematized this because you've, you've actually been a, a mediator, a negotiator yeah. even in the Middle East, right? So, so Joe is all about getting to the solution. So tell us about this, these four steps that you feel each one of us, you individually and corporately, can take to push back against the evil. So a lot of people that are out there want to talk about we have to come up with a blueprint. We got to come up with a blueprint. Well, truth doesn't need a blueprint. Truth is that we have a we have a blueprint. It's called the Bible. The Bible tells us what is good, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. If we stick to that, and then we just have a very simple uh, set of principles that we create tactics behind, we become very tactical. The first is pray. You should start every day, start every night uh, with prayer. You just pray. You pray. The second thing you do is stand. Third thing you do is speak, and the fourth thing is you act. But in that step, you find yourself, I tell people to practice. First, pray. Second, just stand up. Third, just start to speak. And fourth, act. Go do something after you've done those four steps. That is how tactically easy it is for us to solve some of the problems that are existing in our society. So, and this is, comes down to the individual, you know, to, to what's burdening you, but also corporate. What, what's your challenge to the church in this regard? Because it really is for the, for the church, capital C, yeah. right, of an area to stand up. But we're, we haven't been seeing that too much, have we? No. I mean, we've become apathetic. Part of it is the education process has made pastors, um, frankly, stand against what ideals are taught in the Bible. It, uh, we saw it happen during COVID where they said, Hey, shut down. We're going to do everything virtually, you know, stripping people of their ability to have that spiritual food that was necessary as necessary as the food that they eat. And so we, we saw the church kind of split in different directions and it it split the congregation, did exactly what this evil within our society wanted it to do, divide us. 
So we've got to find a way to hold our pastors accountable, hold our churches accountable. It doesn't matter what denomination you are. It doesn't matter what faith you are. What matters is, is that we have set principles that we operate from. And overall, people just want life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. They want to have opportunity, mm-hmm. and they want to be able to preserve that opportunity for future generations. And, and frankly, what we've seen happen up to this point is we've been, we've been quiet. We, we know what the truth is, for those that know the truth, but we don't think that it's our place to actually speak up or to exert force on our communities because then we're called names or we're, you know, we get ostracized or bullied. So we, we remain silent. Well, that's a part of the problem. That's the reason why we got to this place. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to... Pray, stand, speak, <laughs> and, and, act. and act. Yeah. Okay, well, we let's get into these uh, events that you're putting on. Two yeah. in Colorado Springs. The first one is called The Assault on Our Children and Armed Forces. That's going to be March 24th here in the Springs. And then the second one is Stand in the Gap. That's going to be on March 28th. Both of them will be at 3337 North Academy Boulevard and also online. But let's get into the first one. What is the assault on our children and armed forces? I guess I could sort of figure it out, but what's it about? Who who are some of the speakers? What can people expect at the event? So Steve Holt, the lead pastor and founder of the Road Church, will be there. Uh, Vicki Tonkins will be there. We have some DOD whistleblowers. She's the chair of the El Paso Republican Republican Party. Uh, we will have uh, uh, Todd Wood, who is a Air Force Academy graduate. He's also an international speaker and uh, founder of CD Media. You'll have Christine Doland, who has a reputation, obviously, of of being the one to break a lot of the things that are happening on sexual ex- exploitation of children across the nation. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's actually a packed group of people from, from doctors talking about COVID, the challenges of the vaccine, to what's happening at the Air Force Academy, the lack of leadership that we're seeing happen all across the military, and then what we can do about it, like the grooming that's happening with our children, the the indoctrination of education, the fact that kids are graduating with less educational experience, things that they can take and, and tactically apply to their lives than ever before, um, yet they're being taught social justice and that somewhere along the line that that, uh, that is what is going to create success in the future, either for them or for our society. And so this is just going to give us the ability to address those problems on the first event and uh, go leave there with tactical um, plans on what you can do in your community. How do you stand together in order to get to the result? Okay, awesome. And the second one is called Stand in the Gap, and that's going to be on the 28th, also here in Colorado Springs. Who's going to be speaking there? What's that about? So Matthew Truella is going to be speaking. He'll be the guest speaker for that event. This is an event that we have across the entire nation. We have over 200 events scheduled for this year. This will be very, very special because Matthew wrote a book called The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. Yeah, he he spent a couple years over a four-year period in uh, prison fighting for the unborn. So he's the guy that literally has stood in the gap and stood up for others uh, unselfishly for many, many, many years. Okay, and Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate is that the person most – you know, uh, closest to the problem is the one to solve it. And that's in government, too, that the city council should say to the governor uh, that doesn't play in our town. So he's the one who wrote the book literally on that. And it's exciting that he that you're bringing him here. And thanks for doing that. And you have other other speakers who are going to be there, too. But this is really about being a patriot, standing up, following these four principles. Absolutely. Yeah? 
So if you would like to go to that event, you can do so uh, in person or you can do so virtually. Again, it's going to be uh, on North Academy Boulevard, 3337 North Academy Boulevard, both the Assault and Stand in the Gap. And for more information, and you can get it on the live stream. You You can. You can do this. Um, There's a fee. Yeah, there is. For both events. Yeah. Uh, But you could get a watch party uh, together from wherever you are. And for that, we're going to FECunited.com forward slash events. Again, FEC, which stands for? Faith, Education, and Commerce. Faith, Education, and Commerce. FEC United, just like it sounds, dot com forward slash events to attend both events. Joe, it's been a great pleasure having you here. It's great seeing you again. And thank you so much for what you're doing, especially on the local level. El Paso County is so importantly strategic uh, for the whole nation. And I know you've you've come to know that. And I love that you're putting on things down here. And it's been great to know you over the past few years, especially when COVID was coming out and there was no hope. Uh, you were holding these events, and, and it was great uh, for people to come out. Thank you for what you're doing. Absolutely. And you, you've always stood in the gap, and uh, it's an honor to stand shoulder to shoulder with you. Yeah, God man. And we're, we're just getting started, Absolutely. brother. Excellent. Well, thank you. I'm Hiam Goldman, The Watchman, and you've been listening to Partners in the Gospel on 100.7 FM, The Word. Catch all of our podcasts on our website, thewordfm1007.com. And to get infor- informed and vote your values in these Colorado Springs elections, please go to churchvoterguides.org, churchvoterguides.org. That's for the mayoral and city council candidates. There are so many of them. Can't tell them apart without a scorecard. So please get that. Go to churchvoterguides.org, download it, and share it far and wide, and make sure to vote by April 4th. Now... Brothers and sisters, get out there and make an impact for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. Shalom.